Welcome to another inspirational message from Northwest Church. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information on what your next step may be, please visit our website at northwestchurch.com.au. Uh, if you were here last Sunday night, um, I, I spoke about eight minutes uh, in, in that movie series on, on the subject I'm going to talk to you. So if you're thinking, are you just preaching that sermon? No. I'm not, but it will, it will start there and then we'll move on from there. Um, but I, I want to talk to you today about uh, a, a simple enough idea. Um, I travel a fair bit because of my other roles, and um, these days I travel, I travel very light. Um, I travel and, 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 and I've learned some things because baggage, excess baggage, really slows you down. It does, it's a nightmare. And if you work at Tamworth Airport, you're doing an amazing job. But there is a miracle that I haven't worked out yet, and that is how does it take so long for the, the non-carry-on baggage to get through the terminal? It's nearly the same length as half the flight. And, and it's a bit of a miracle. I'm like, man. So, so I've learned that I, I don't... We're trying to go on a, the one bucket list dream that I've had for our family was to give my kids a white Christmas. It's literally the only thing I've ever had on my bucket list. And this year's the year. But we're trying to work out how we can do it just with hand luggage so that we don't get stuck with extra baggage through an airport. Now, it wasn't always like that. I want to explain this to you. See, when I was young, I didn't fly on an aeroplane until I was 21. Does anyone remember Compass Airlines? It was like 55 stops to Cairns. I mean, the bus would have had less stops. And, and so, but, but Brian and I, when, when we were in our 20s, were just engaged to be married and we were with a team and we went to India. And so we weren't very experienced um, at all at flying. And, and so, you know, uh, again, sometimes I make male admissions that no male should make. But I carry more clothes than my wife. I, I'm the person who thinks about what goes with what and, you know, what do you wear in the morning and what will you wear at night and does that go with that? And I apologise. But it's true. I know it doesn't look like it. Um, so I've got extra shoes, I've got extra jeans, I've got extra shirts, I've got extra books that I'm never going to read, but I didn't know that then. I've got all sorts of things going on, and I take so much luggage, and then, and then Bron, Bron takes her luggage, and well, let's not use that yet because it's not the same colour. So when Bron takes her luggage and starts to build up, and then the problem is you do add luggage, and now we're not colour coordinated, and that's, a, that's problematic all on its own because you really want your gear to match. And... So we're there and suddenly we're in India and we got all this gear and, and then we're there and it just keeps, and we got lots of stuff, we took extra stuff and it, who knows that is problematic when you're travelling. But then in the middle, because we're coming home to get married, remember we're with a team and we're, we're living separately but we're coming home to get married, Bron gets the idea that India would be the perfect spot to buy a one million piece saucepan set. And I'm serious, I don't know how many pieces it had, but it had a lot. And so, of course, my job is to make sure that gets wherever the heck we've got to go. And so we've got our baggage and we've got this saucepan set that was apparently a saving, but it was rubbish anyway. And, and, and we cut this around India all the way back to Australia and then all the way back to Cowra. Who knows? That is a bad way to travel. In fact, one time when I was going to India, they actually lost my baggage. And uh, thank God David Moore was with me and 
the Indians bought me all these Indian-looking polo shirts that weren't really what I would wear, and that's a whole other story. But, so he, here's the deal, here's the deal. Right? That's all pretty heavy. But these days, here's how I travel. I travel with this bag or, or this beautiful leather bag that I own. And the thing about this bag is that I never have to go through a carousel. I never have to wait. I get on the flight. Everything's in there. Keep it simple. So, you know, I looked it up online a few years ago. I went, okay, how do I do this? And I looked it up. And so you roll everything. Did you know that? You're glad you came to church. Now you know, right? You, you roll everything. You don't take anything you don't need. I mean, in the old days, I used to, after I'd pack, think, what else do I need? Now, this is literally what I do. After I pack, I go through the bag and go, now what have I put in here that I don't need? And so if you wear black and blue and don't really wear anything else, you, you can just go on colour coordinated for a week, like black shirt, blue jeans, blue jeans. You know, anyway, you get the idea. One pair of running shoes, one pair of other shoes, that's it. Don't carry a book. Not even one, not even a Bible. I'm still going to heaven. And it's on your phone anyway, right? So uh, it, it, I don't care. In fact, sometimes I've bought a cheap Bible at the other end when I'm going to preach or I just get there and it must look bad because I'll say, have you got a Bible I can use? And they're like, aren't you the preacher? And so, but I want to travel light. I just want to get on the plane. I want to get off the plane. I, don't want, I want to get out of there as quickly as I can and I'm just traveling light. A lot of people live life like that. And, and with every extra decade that you live, you get more. Because people aren't clever. We offend each other. We upset each other. We do all kinds of things to each other. And so the Bible comes along, and you're wondering whether I have one, and here it is. Listen to it. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I love what this says about God. I love what we're about to read, what it says about who God is and his heart towards you and I. Romans 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, listen to what it says. Not to live condemned, not to live guilty, not to live judged. It says this. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Aren't you glad that the Bible says that? I'm glad that the Bible brings up what we don't whisper to each other. I actually heard someone say this week, Alcoholics Anonymous are way better at confessing their sins to each other than Christians. It's true, right? And there's power in it. They make confession. It's right at the start of their meeting, they make a confession of where they're at, what they've done, and then they can build from there. And, and we live in a time when people don't like the idea of sin. They're offended by it. And they don't like the idea that we need to repent. But the truth is there's power in it. It's not a condemnation. It's actually a liberation. It's meant to liberate our lives when we recognize that we've all sinned, when we've all fallen short, when we've all got it wrong. And the Bible comes along and says, hey, that sin that actually God and you and I, that we actually know about, that no one sees, he says, that sin, here's what I want you to do with it. Just get rid of whatever it is that easily entangles you. And then it says, get rid of the stuff that hinders you, the non-sin stuff that slows us down, holds us back, weighs us down. That stuff too. Just get rid of it. I think, it's, I think it says so much about who God is and his heart towards us. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, underline that, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the perfecter and pioneer of our faith. Oh, I love this. Living 
Living Loaded or Living Light. This message is called Travel Light. I stole the title from somebody else. Travel Light. See, stuff has happened, hasn't it? Stuff has happened to you. Stuff has happened to me. And we've done stuff. We've, we've made stuff happen to others. Right? So th- th- there is stuff that we've done and there's stuff... I, I think about it this way. There's, there's stuff that happened to us and there is stuff that we've caused, that, that we've just done. And so think about the stuff that we've done first um, today because that's kind of easier. Um, there's stuff that I've done to people, some of you, and um, that can hurt, especially when you're up here. That can be hard for people to deal with. Um, there's stuff that I've done and the stuff that I've left undone, I think I was saying to maybe to Rosie, there, there's, there's an area of my life that's left undone right now. And if I think about it long enough, I get emotional around, I get weighted by it. And I recognise that there's something undone, left undone in my life that I really need to sort. But even while the, 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 that I'm aware of that, on the other side of that, the Bible says, hey, don't let this stuff hinder you. It's not an excuse to... Um, to just keep committing the same behaviours. Not at all, far from it, quite the opposite. But having made it a determination to live changed, um, the Bible says, let it go. Let it go, throw it off, cut it loose. And, and, and I want you to remember that phrasing, let it go, throw it off, cut it loose, because let it go can feel, because of Disney, it can feel a little bit sort of passive, right? Kind of, you know, let it go. But So I included throw it off, I included cut it loose because... They, they need aggressive action because some of the things that would weigh us down, that we've done, that would weigh us down, that we have left undone, some of it's not just going to happen because we let it go. It's going to need to be thrown off. It's actually going to be need to be cut loose. It needs some really some aggressive behavior to deal with it because God's intent for you and God's intent for me is not that we live heavy. It's that we live light. Life, life has enough heaviness just in the rhythm of the seasons. Things go on. If you, Tony and Ruth stays today, you, you lie, your heart's a bit heavy. But God's intent, even in the midst of that heaviness, is that there'd be a lightweight because of who He is, because of His Spirit's power, because of the promise of His Word, that because they're not stuck in circumstances like everybody else, but they actually serve the God who lives and who is able, who didn't, you know, he's not, He didn't wake up and go, heck, I didn't see the fire, and I, I didn't realize there was going to be a drought. Man, he, he knew that before time began. He's got a plan even at this very moment for their lives. I'm believing the GoFundMe page is going to be miraculous for them. The people around them will be able to look on and go, Jesus, church is amazing. And that they, because I know they would get on their knees and pray, will be thanking God in unbelief at the miraculous work that he does. Um, do you ever feel though like you're a bit loaded? Do you ever feel like that? And so the Bible says, let it go. Don't let it linger a, a minute longer than it needs to. I think, I think that's important. Sometimes we're lingering when, you know, it just needs to be let go. And, and that's pretty simple. Just let it go. Throw it out. Cut it off. What's more difficult, I think, is not the stuff that we've done and left undone, but the stuff that's been done to us. That's more difficult, right? And so the Bible says, have the very same attitude. Deal with it quickly. Just like we'd want it to be done with quickly for us. So Bron doesn't lend me her iPad. I break stuff and I lose stuff. So the other day I, I begged her. 
said, Bron, can I please take your iPad? You know, you're getting a new one soon. I'm going to take your one because I broke my old one and it's too expensive to fix. And um, I said, can I please? And she went, yeah, okay, no worries. Yeah, go. So I took it to the gym on Saturday. The pro- yeah. The problem is when Bron went to leave to go speak in Gyra this morning and needs her iPad, guess what? It's still at the gym. Now, I want her to forgive me quickly. You understand that, don't you? I'm like, I'm like okay, I know I need to say sorry. And I, and this is not a time to make a joke. And I'm sorry, you know, Brian, please forgive me. Who knows, it's much harder for her. She's up there leading worship. She needs the prince so she can lead the worship. I've just made her 20 minutes late. She's risked something that she knew not to do, which was to lend me her iPad. Can you imagine all the emotion of that going on? Who knows, it's harder for her to let it go than it is for me. What's happened to you? And have you genuinely let it go? Have you genuinely done that? Because if we don't, the person who loses out is you. If Bron doesn't let that go as much as I'll be, you know, I wish I didn't do it, I've moved on. Don't tell her if she listens to the podcast, Bron, I'm still feeling very bad about it, but <laughs> normally, just so you know. Um, I've moved on, but she could be dealing with it. Same with us, same with you, same with me. The stuff done to you, and the Bible says the same thing. It says, let it go, throw it out, get rid of it. So, so here are some thoughts on, on that. Um, number one, if it's complicated, sure, it's complicated, and we need to, some things aren't simple, and I get that. And it needs, to be, needs forgiveness, and it needs process, might need professional help. I'm not, I don't want to discount some of the stuff that's happened. I've seen a professional myself over one, I actually went there to comply with what was required and ended up in tears. Um, I was required as a health check in my role to do it. And I went in there and she said, Darren, what are we going to talk about? Where are you struggling? Oh, I'm good. I'm here because I need to be. I have to be. And the next thing, I'm in tears. It was pretty embarrassing because I know her. And, um, but what, what, what about you? What, 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 what is it? And I recognise that some stuff is complicated and it has a process. I'm not dismissing that. But on the other side of it, and this is what I see a lot as a pastor, I think people complicate what's simple. They're taking years to get over stuff that needs that. Move on. Stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. Stop dwelling on it. And people are living with stuff and, and it's like, Darren, you don't understand. But I do understand because the same stuff's happened to me. And more than that, Jesus understands because who knows, he had more happen to him in two days at the cross than you and I might have in a lifetime. And he says, let it go, throw it out, cut it loose. This is just dead weight. This is, this is baggage that you don't need. Some people are walking around in life and literally they're just going, who knows if you look for it, you can find a fence. Have you, have you, have you ever seen, um, does anyone remember uh, like metal detectors? When I was a boy, all, like, seemed like every second old guy had a metal detector and they were down the beach and they were trying to get rich. I don't think anyone ever did because it was never on the front page of the paper. Like, guy strikes it rich with metal detector. I never saw that. But some people are like the metal detector guy with a fence. It's like, mate. It's like, bip, 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 bip. The moment they hear anything sounding like a fence, they are onto it. They're there and, mate, they're letting it take in. And the problem is that who knows life, you're going to get offended. Some of you have been offended with me. And I am genuinely sorry. And... Um, sometimes I've realised and had to apologise and that I genuinely don't want to hurt people. 
But you know, some of you have offended me. Like, just being real. Of course you have. It's life. But you don't know about it. Probably because you didn't mean it. But that's life. What am I going to do? What if, what if one person in every church just gets offended with me? And what if 10 people, uh, I get offended with you? What if that, and then suddenly you're going through life and literally like people just going through life and they're, they're just weighed down by everything, right? And they're going on and they're going, but Darren, you don't understand. I don't understand, maybe. And they just pick another thing up as they go and they're just going through life. And soon enough going, what's wrong? And they go, I don't know. I'm go- I don't know what's wrong. I'll tell you what's wrong. Whatever would hinder you, let it go. Whatever would hinder us, let it go. And it'll liberate our life. So I think we just want to live with a no offense policy, don't we? I'm unoffendable. Now, in the moment, of course, we feel it, but living unoffendable. Um, Don't give it another thought. Cut it loose. Bron and I have this saying, I heard it somewhere. When things happen to us, we go, we'll go, hey, you know what? I think that's already had enough of our time. I think that's had more of my heart and more of my head than it deserves already. So let's just let it go right now. Like that's a, that's a normal rhythm of our life. We go, okay, well, that, that's just already had too much space in my life. Travel light, let it go. Um, Hebrews 12 says, let no bitter root grow, in us to cl- grow up in us to cause trouble. And, and I think it's so important um, it's all right to live with scars. I've got to get another surgery this week. And so I'll get another scar. And uh, I've got a few floating around the place. That's all right. Scars are good. And they're masculine, look. <laughs> uh, um, but I tell you, living, living out of the experience, the learned experience of our scars that is good and godly is great. It's how we help each other. But living out of our open wounds, <laughs> that does not help anybody. Who knows, I do not want to see your open wound. You know, sometimes your kids will show you something and go, look at that. And I'm like, I do not want to see that. Ever. I want to live in a world where I think no one ever gets open wounds and cut open. And I don't know how doctors do it, do you? I'm like, far out. Anyway, that's a diversion. Um, just not to live out of our open wounds. Live from our healed scars. The Bible kinds of make it, makes it easy. Jesus told this story about this guy who who had this massive debt, like a crippling debt. And the the master says, listen, don't worry about it. We're wiping it out. And then that same guy goes to another person who owes them a very little amount, but it's a big deal to the person who owes the amount. And he says, I'm going to make you pay. You're going to pay hell for this. And Jesus says, hey, that's how your life is. God offers to forgive us everything. And he says, well, how, the, how, do you, how do you then hold on to anything? It's a crazy idea when you think about it, right? When I think about what God, when I stop long enough to think about what God has forgiven me, how can I not forgive anybody, anybody, hard as it might be? And the thing is, people hold on to it. Do you, you know that some of the fires are deliberately lit, right? You know that. How do you come up with that? What kind of mad insanity comes up with a lighter fire that has the potential impact that we've just seen? 
But actually, people do it in their lives all the time. People like little sparks in their own spirit. They're going to have hell to pay in the future. And the Bible comes along and says, let it go. Someone had hurt me deeply a bunch of years ago. And we used to live out at Westdale and I was out, it was late at night. I was running past Peel High, just going for a jog, clearing my head. And I stopped and I looked down and I said, God, this hurts. And I saw a stone on the ground. I was like the Holy Spirit. I said, Darren, pick it up. So I just picked it up and I stood there. I went, can you throw it? You know, the parable where Jesus says, hey, you're accusing the woman of adultery, but whoever's free of sin, whoever's not guilty, you throw the first stone. And from beginning to end, they walked away. And I had to stand there with the thing, this rock in my hand and go, I can't throw it. And I remember I stood there, I just threw it down. You know the person most liberated in that moment? Me. Travel light. Let it go. Throw it out. Cut it loose. In Jesus' name. Amen. And why don't you stand with me? And why don't you close your eyes just for a moment? Band are going to come and. I, don't, I really don't believe in prayers that waste time or fill a gap or make us feel like we had a religious experience. Probably like you, I believe in prayers that can get done what we can humanly never get done. That can actually invoke and bring the miraculous. Can get things done that we could just humanly never do. So I want to pray for all of us around this today. Will you close your eyes? Heavenly Father, I'm not here to understate the pain that goes on in people's lives. I'm not. But I see your word, Lord. I see the spirit of it. I see the, that, it, that, that it would liberate the human heart and the human mind. And so today we come before you, Lord. We bring all of our stuff and leave it at the foot of the cross, as it were, where Jesus paid the penalty for our sin and our stupidity and our stuff, the things we did mean to do, the things we left undone, the things we don't even know we did. We just leave it at that place where he paid the penalty for it. And, and God, we pray now also for the stuff that's been done to people in the room. I don't want to diminish it, Lord, but nor do I want people to live with it. And I recognize that in that intent is your heart and so I pray you'd turn up miraculously in people's lives, that you would cause them to break free of the thing that humanly people would give them bad advice around or say they will never get over. Lord, I pray not even a time that heals. We pray for a supernatural healing in people's lives that they might be able to move on and live light in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring faith or a follower of Jesus, there is a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to northwestchurch.com.au. And thanks again for listening.